When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors, Terry McCready and Kevin Brown to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Welcome back to the show, you two. How you doing? Great. Oh, fantastic. I love Good it. to hear your it. voice again. Absolutely. Likewise. And we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. So hopefully you'll hear more of it. Let's get right into it. So this week, the battle over Title 42 became front page news as the U.S. Supreme Court and the Biden administration both fought to control this controversial border patrol process. For the latest on this story, let's start with Terry. Yes, Ramses, you're correct. Yeah, this Title 42 is just steeped in, in controversy. It was a Trump era immigration policy. During the pandemic, it was supposed to expire on the 21st of this month. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts stepped in, placed a temporary hold on that action. So is this unsettling for migrants? Yeah, well, the short answer is yes. Mm -hmm. um, it will stand until the justices will later decide on what they call an emergency application. So right now, everyone, and that includes the feds and communities at the border, all bracing for a spike in these migrant arrivals. Under the Supreme Court's um, administrative stay, they plan to manage the border safely. They say they will. They are maintaining a humane approach, which is good news, because I know that some of the pictures that we've seen in the past were grueling yeah. and very sad. Mm -hmm. um, GOP leaders overall are calling it a catastrophe. They say this is reckless. The AG in Arizona um, said that, you know, this illegal border situation, the crossings are going to swell from 7,000 a day to about 18,000. And meanwhile, we expect Justice Roberts, for his part, to re then refer this to the full court. Uh, meanwhile, there are, I think, six families that cross the border illegally. And so they've brought this process, the Title II process, uh, the original challenge um, with the American Civil Liberties Union, arguing that COVID-19 was just a convenient pretense 
to buttress and sort of increase immigration control. Okay. Kevin, your thoughts? I have several. And one is Republicans are using, as they usually do, with all of these uh, immigration issues as an opportunity to tilt justice or what they perceive as justice in their favor. This is an indication because 19 GOP governors have petitioned the Supreme Court. That was the start of the process. And one of the things that the GOP is doing, not only on immigration, but a variety of uh, issues, is using the judiciary uh, to push issues to the Supreme Court where they suspect, with good reason, based on our recent history with some of the rulings from the Supreme Court, that they'll get favorable rulings. Mm-hmm. And this is going back to why voting in every election is so very important. Sure, sure. Uh, because not only are we voting for you know the, the national figures that you know about, but it is incumbent upon everyone who is listening to this to uh, get involved locally because judges matter. The Republicans are using the judiciary to affect this illegal Im- or, the, or the migrant situation in their favor. Um, of course, if these migrants and, and migrants in general, the darker they are, the more opposition there is to their entering the country for a while until recently, for example, if you came washed up on the shores of Florida from Cuba, you were allowed in the country. However, if you came from the Caribbean and had dark skin, you were immediately deported. That, A policy was just recently reversed so that everyone is treated equally that comes to the shores of Florida. And aside from the judiciary, this is a very, very complicated, complicated uh, uh, issue that we are dealing with. And there's no easy answer because, quite frankly, if we don't deal with the source, which is the political instability in Central America, This will not stop. And we have to come to grips with what the immigration policy is going to be. You know, there's something else here, too. Um, You're absolutely right. But there's it's it's very frustrating for me to watch the GOP be so aggressive and ruthless and effective, if I'm being honest, and getting their agenda out there and we've seen time and again that the majority in this country tends to you know espouse more liberal philosophies this is a liberal country um but through again uh, brilliance Again, if I'm being honest, brilliance, uh, but more often um, trickery. It could be voter suppression, gerrymandering, all that sort of stuff. It could be, you know, um, uh, failing to 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 adhere to political norms. It could be just outright violations 
of the Constitution or really ignoring the Constitution or, or the law of the land, um, Republicans have managed to keep and wield power. And there's two different states of play from two different political parties. And one of them is effective in uh, overriding the will of the majority. And the majority, the, the people in power at present, um, are ro constantly roadblocked by things like this, the Supreme Court, you know, which is, if you think about it, something that is pretty easily fixed, you just have to get your hands dirty. And since we know that this is a two-party system in this country and that the other side uh, is willing to get their hands dirty and that the Democrat side is not, um, again, you have this two different states of play, which can be very frustrating for the people that actually campaign for these folks and get out there and try to, you know, make the changes and 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 get people registered and and deal with the the voter suppression and 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 really get the results and the people elected that we feel will be effective in in creating the country that we need to live in. Um, and then you get a lot of nothing, and you get a lot of legal you know, stuff. And, and, you know, it's been said, you know, there, there's been a lot of things that have been floated, but it's, it's, it's frustrating and interesting to see how things have developed. So this is something that we're going to have to keep paying attention to. It looks like. I'm Tony Coles, president of the Black Information Network. Thank you for making 2022 an unforgettable year for the BIN family and for being with us every step of the way. You celebrated with us as our network grew beyond expectations. And you mourned with us as we lost Tanita Myers, our Vice President of News. If you've ever lost a loved one, you know the first holiday without them is difficult. This year, as the BIN family looks back on 2022 with love and gratitude, we also look ahead with excitement and anticipation because Tanita's commitment to telling every black story lives on in everything that we do. We're proud to be America's black voice and we thank you for listening. Happy holidays and happy new year from the Black Information Network. Black Information Network news anchors Terry McCready and Kevin Brown are here with us discussing this week's major stories. A recent report confirms that gun deaths in the United States are disproportionately impacting communities of color and especially young black people. Uh, Kevin, this time, let's start with you. Give us your thoughts on this. Yeah. Uh, and to uh, jump on your coattails on the masterful marketing because that's what it is mm -hmm. uh, of the political parties. Mm -hmm. Republicans play chess and I, I feel your frustration. The re Republicans play chess and Democrats, it seems, play checkers. When it comes to communicating effectively, messaging, sure. This uh, gun situation has to be the top of the list on terms of the disconnect between what the public supports. Some 70% of people polled believe in some sort of gun restrictions. However, it seems as though the National Rifle Association, the NRA, just owns the Republican Party. You can purchase 
magazines, 50 caliber guns. There's just no limit to what you can get. And unfortunately, when you add guns into the mix of lack of opportunity, uh, lack of uh, education, lack of resources, and some of the other issues, the social issues that many communities of color are dealing with, when you add guns into that mix, you are asking for a very, very uh, unfortunate set of circumstances affecting uh, people of color. Uh, yeah, you know, I would agree that this this is a marathon, but it's also going to be a costly one if we are going to be candid in terms of how we work towards solving this problem. The statistics already are alarming. Um, we have Blacks being disproportionately affected by gun homicides, about 18 times uh, represented um, just in gun assault injuries, about three times uh, blacks are the subjects in fatal police shootings. And so this picture is a, a terrible reflection on black communities. It complicates uh, and exacerbates many of these racial disparities. And so then we have a toxic cocktail and you have nominal investments in these communities compounded by, as we just mentioned, weak gun laws, which creates high rates of gun violence for black people, young blacks in particular, we're talking about young black Americans between 15 and 34. Um, so what's the solution in gun violence? We talk about reduction uh, in uh, common sense gun laws. Why not invest in communities and community-based violence intervention? And so experiencing these high rates of gun homicides, this is across all demographics, which I found so remarkable. Absolutely. And and one of the things that I think that we can all keep in mind is that the laws are written by men and women, and they can be changed by men and women. Um, and it is possible. There's examples around the world. Australia comes to mind, where once upon a time, everybody in Australia had a gun, and then they had one incident, mass shooting incident. It might have been somewhere in the early 90s. And then they said, all right, that's it. No more guns. Bring them back. Um, and as a result, we haven't seen uh, the amount of gun-related deaths in a place like Australia, which is a free country, um, the way that we've seen it here. Dying from being shot is a real thing. It's like up there with car crashes and <laughs> heart disease and, you know, gun deaths really do take a lot of lives. And as we've discussed, um, black people are disproportionately affected by that. And people like to call that black on black crime, which isn't a thing. That is correct. That's not, it's just not. Um, That's part of the marketing. That, yeah, exactly. That's that's the way that, you know, the the political establishment can distance themselves from issues that really they are responsible for. Yes. Uh, enacting on black and brown communities. But uh, yeah, it's not a thing any more than white on right. White crime is a thing or Hispanic on Hispanic crime is a thing or whatever. Um, you know, the people you tend to have arguments with are the people closest to you. That's right. Uh, and we tend to live in communities that share our, often enough, our yeah. culture and uh, so forth. And so anyway, uh, you're right. There is, a, there is a ways to go, but 
it also seems very easy to get there. We just have a very complicated, needlessly complicated political process. And we've been given a master class, as you were mentioning, Kevin, uh, on how to cut through all the red tape by, of all groups, the GOP. And the folks who really would like to do something about the fact that human beings are dying because other human beings have a device whose only purpose is to end a life. And then that makes them the decider of who should live and die. And we are literally killing each other in this country. Um, you know, this party refuses to cut through the red tape despite having a masterclass in how to do it. And so it's frustrating. It is easy, but to your point, Terry, it is very complicated because of what we're dealing with. And so, again, it remains to be seen what will, will uh, come of this. But at present, it's important for us to know that disproportionately, we are the ones being affected by this. I'm Esther Dillard, wishing you a happy Kwanzaa. African-American professor Keith Mays at the University of Minnesota says the holiday that grew out of the Black Power movement in 1966 uses the candle holder, or kinara, as the foundation of all seven days of the celebration. And it represents each day of the principle, the seven days. Uh, it represented the corn stalk and it represented the symbol of the ancestors, and so it became the foundational basis. But the Kinara represents the roots that a, a Black American people and all Black people, whether they be on the continent and in diaspora or in the United States, they come from. However you celebrate the holiday season, there is something positive to embrace from the Kwanzaa tradition. I'm Esther Dillard, wishing you a happy Kwanzaa from the Black Information Network and BINnews.com. Black Information Network news anchors Terry McCready and Kevin Brown are here with us discussing this week's major stories. All right, lastly, the phrase triple-demic is surfacing more and more as many Americans are being impacted by a worse-than-expected cold and flu season. Terry, for our listeners that may not have heard this yet, tell us what triple-demic refers to and why it has the medical community concerned. Okay, Ramses, this is the three-headed monster. It is the beast, the trifecta. Mm -hmm. It's COVID, the flu, and respiratory syncytial virus known as RSV. Mm -hmm. And already, right, we've been through two very difficult COVID winters. Sure. And so this fall, we then saw an influx of pediatric hospitalizations uh, with the flu typically peaking in February. Um, hospitalizations for the flu are up as well with the highest rates probably in a decade, at least a decade. And now with COVID-19 infections on top of that, uh, that's lower than the last two Decembers, we're also seeing those numbers now increasing. And for weeks now, public health officials have been warning about this triple-demic with the CDC saying uh, one in 70 babies, six months and younger hospitalized wow. since October. And I know recently we've been seeing parents climbing the walls not being able to find Tylenol, or if they do go to their pharmacy and find the Tylenol, they can't stock up because yeah. some drugstores are placing limitations. So, you know, here we are again, you know, running around trying to figure out what's the right thing to do mm -hmm. and worried about how we're going to make it through the winter. So this is actually a thing. Sure. By the way, there are a lot of people who still have not gotten their COVID booster or a flu shot. 
And as uh, Dr. Ashish Jha has repeatedly expressed to all of us, it doesn't get easier than just getting the vaccine. It just is better for you, better for those who you'll be spending time with during the holiday. Sure. Kevin, your thoughts. There's an old saying that people get the government they deserve. <laughs> and there is no better example than this uh, issue, not only with the trip, tripodemic, with these three diseases making a comeback during this, during the winter season, but there are other diseases that are starting to, uh, after years, for a long time, we thought, for example, we uh, eradicated polio. Sure. And there are, in, in addition to what we are dealing with now, uh, there are other vaccinations that people are reluctant to embrace. And the irony is that the individuals who are against the vaccinations have already been vaccinated by many of these diseases. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is one of the most unusual sets of circumstances. I, I almost f feel for uh, Dr. Fauci, who has spent decades of his life devoted to eradicating diseases and using science to guide um, the policies of the government in terms of health. It's a thankless job, man. Yes, they turned him into a political foe. <laughs> a, a political foe. And all he has ever done his entire life <laughs> is try to save life. It's, it's, it's wild. And here he is in, it, it, this, in a situation where he is being attacked openly. Ron DeSantis has said he's going after Fauci. The House Republicans now next year are interested in ha having an investigation around the CDC and the eradication of, or at least dealing with COVID-19. You um, know, there's, uh, there's something about this that it's nonsensical, right? I get, I get that politics is a dirty game, right? But it, it, in recent years, in my estimation, it, it has not been dirty as much as it has been nonsensical, not based on a shared, valid, scientific reality that we can subscribe to collectively. Um, there is just alternative realities that people subscribe to. How in the world is the Center for Disease Control somehow... It, and, you know, and then, you know, there's if you talk to the right people, they will have everything that you need to know exactly what they know. And they will tell you exactly why they're convinced. And, and all it takes is a little bit of, you know, mistrust of the government and that that little gap. You know, you can get the wrong people that have, you know, some some wrong information with that's somewhat based on something that we do all understand to be valid. Um, and then, you know, everything else, they pour it into that little crack and it just splits. And then we get these huge divides in the country. Um, we've seen how, you know, uh, the algorithms across our social media platforms have worked to further divide us. And, um, you know, people with the wildest conspiracy theories that, that speak the loudest, that have the thinnest veneer of truth to them. Um, can really make some traction, really make an impact on how people feel, how people move. Um, and then 
let's not be let's not be kind here let's be real the government hasn't always done right by the citizens in particular the black citizens so there is certainly grounds for mistrust but it's just like a perfect cocktail for this stuff to you know uh grow yes take root and and get us all mixed up and and we end up blaming Dr. Fauci for it for some reason. And, 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 as you he's a good and man. these these diseases that have been <laughs> these diseases that have been for the most part eradicated from at least the the Western world. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Fauci and scientists uh, developed these vaccines for a reason because measles and mumps and polio have long-term uh, effects for this is uh, there are long-term issues associated with all of these viruses yeah. including COVID-19 yeah and for the general public to have access to this science and risk contracting these these viruses is amazing yeah. It's absolutely it's, it's, amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> well, this information and the algorithm and social media, Elon Musk has entered the chat. Wow. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so who knows, man? Because, yeah, a free speech absolutist, as he calls himself, is not necessarily what uh, folks may need right now. I'll be brief. I want to share this just because I feel like our listeners might appreciate it. Um, I've been very fortunate in that I've been able to travel the country, but also the world. Um, and other places, they have different philosophies that, if you think about them, are true. You know, we have a, an idea here in this country that all men are created equal. In China, they think that's crazy. Of course, all people aren't created equal. And they're not wrong. You know, some people are smarter. Some people are taller. Some people can do this better. Some people can do that better, right? So um, there are different philosophies upon which these different um, societies are built, right? Um, ours sound good. They sound very poetic, sound very noble. The intention behind them is good, I believe. Um, and I'm not mad at them, but it doesn't make them uh, more truthful than anyone else's. With that in mind, uh, there are places around the world that feel like this country's system of government is not sustainable. How in the world can there be a government by the people for the people? The people have no idea what is best for them. The people live in such small silos that their reality cannot account for the, the enormity of an entire country uh, and, and the workings of an entire country. Their, their, their reality cannot account for the 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 total amount of money that needs to move and the and the scale of operations and so forth right and so the people need people dedicated to those professions who can you know uh create the society uh for them to where their silo can be uh as beneficial, impactful, and sustainable as possible, right? So this is, it's not, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's different, 
Right. And of course, those types of governments, you know, there's room for corruption. But as we've seen in this country, there's room for corruption in any type of government. Right. And so it's just it's it's interesting to think how different places do different things. Um, I think that sort of a combination of philosophies might have worked better, but this is what we got. And for the most part, we're, we're functioning in this society. But as we've discussed, we're, you know, disproportionately suffering from gun deaths. We can't agree on what, you know, good policy is when it comes to, you know, protecting ourselves from diseases. And we have no idea what to do with our immigrants, particularly if they're melanated. And so, um, yeah. Interesting food for thought there. But, you know, I think that's our time for today. So I'd like to thank you both for uh, joining me once again on the show. Uh, Once again, today's guests are Black Information Network news anchors, Terry McCready and Kevin Brown. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja on all social media. And I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Soccer this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccypher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.